0: Hi everybody, and welcome back to the Talks with Joe podcast. Today, I have my favorite twins with me. <laughs> I am so grateful to have them on to talk about today's topic because we're talking about our Asian American stories, and I know it's like kind of a personal thing to share. So I'm really grateful for you guys for coming oh, on.
1: Well, thank you for having us and asking us. We're honored.
0: Yes, I'm me too. honored. <laughs> I'm honored as well. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, twin bickering. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah so like um i guess i kind of wanted to start to just share um what 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 our experiences have been like so far um growing up as asian americans in the united states Stop. oh my goodness
1: <laughs> my experiences as an asian american <laughs> no, don't say it like that <laughs> you weirdo um i mean yeah it's it's been interesting it's It's difficult, but it's also been easy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think also I do have to, you know, acknowledge that, you know, Crystal and I are of mixed race. So, I mean, that at its own is its own discussion. But being half Filipino, you know, being a Filipina, especially in America, there has, it's, you know, I love it. It's awesome. But there has been some struggles, um... But, like, like this is my identity. I'm, like, super... I love my identity. But you definitely see the way other people treat you. Mm. Especially, like, when you go to a school or you live in a neighborhood. But majority of people are Caucasian. They're mm. white. They don't look like you. Yeah. So, that's when things start getting difficult. Yeah. Um, I would say, like... In middle school, it was nice because it was, like, weirdly enough, there was a lot of us. And it was nice, like, oh, well, brunettes, we have this (laughs) similar culture. We eat the same food. We have similar experiences. While in elementary school, I mean, kids kids would question, like, oh, what are you eating? What is that? But then it was, like, this is what I eat. This is fine. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know that, but for in elementary school, I was never, like, ashamed of my, like, my food. Like, I know, like, I hear some stories of people, like, oh, I never brought fish because it smelled. For me, I was, like, I brought fish because it was good, and if people (laughs) had something to say, I'm, like, this is what I'm eating, this is it, my aunt made me this, you want some? Because it's good. That's how I, I was always, like, I mean, I also think, like, we've been very fortunate to live in a, like, where we lived, um that and maybe in like at the time, like we just made it at the right time, right place, right time, and we were surrounded by people who were open minded of different backgrounds. Um I mean, I guess I didn't the first time that I knew something was up was when we were at a daycare at a twenty-four hour fitness and Crystal and I we didn't play with the other kids because we were shy. We were super shy. Um, and like now, you put me in a daycare while you're working out, mom. Come on, no, but yeah. um, so Chris and I like we liked to color, like we were really nice to the staff. But some of these girls were kind of aggressive, and then I just remember this one girl saying something about like being Chinese, like you Chinese or something like that. Or and I'm like, that's why you're quiet or something, or something. I don't forgot, I forgot what it was, yeah. but like I didn't take anything you were out of it. F- four years old, four and five. I just remember thinking, okay, well, you know. I think I am. I I know I'm Asian, so is it it Chinese? I didn't know. I'm a little. And so I just remember, of course, I always tell my mom everything. So I told my mom. and mom was like, who's this girl? (laughs) Where is she? Which one is she? Where's her mom in the gym? And I'm like, whoa. And mom, mom looks at me and goes, you're not Chinese. You're Filipino. Like, yes, you're Asian, but you're Filipino. You don't make anyone. Like, just, she technically she was just saying like they're stereotyping you but she said it in a way like a four-year-old would understand it's like Like, you can't let people like judge you and just assume things about you but saying it to a four-year-old and i think to me all that's why i went whoa okay i'm filipino yeah okay i'm a filipino like and people shouldn't talk to me like that because it it gets my mom so upset yeah so that was like the big thing for me to realizing that people put all asian people in a box
0: yeah yeah they really do And then I guess for me, I was like fortunate enough to, well, I grew up in San Francisco. I was born and raised in San Francisco until I was eight years old. I went to elementary school with basically all Chinese kids. There was one white kid. So white was considered the minority to me at the time. I didn't like, you know, everyone looked like me. I didn't feel like an outlier or anything. And then I moved to Las Vegas and I started school in fourth grade. And I was like, when I started school, then I really felt like I was different like, the first time in my life where I felt different, because, wow, like, you mean the world isn't made of Asian kids? Like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, what is different. going on? Yeah, so it was really, really different, and then, like, you know, anyone who slightly looked Asian who looked like me, like, for the most part, like, I don't, I didn't meet a lot of Vietnamese kids. So, I guess, like, when you were saying, like, how we get put together in a box, like, People outside of our cult, different um, diverse diverse Asian cultures, they don't see that you know there's separate. You know we have separate traditions and everything. We just are labeled one like mm-hmm. Asian American or other. It's never like you know because um, there's so many and then um, and. I don't know where I'm going with this, but... But, I,
1: no, I think that's super important because we do want to acknowledge that there are many different types of Asian, Southeast Asian. Yeah, I mean, it's a whole And continent. even, like, you know, even if we kind of, like, people who, like, are they Middle Eastern or are they technically Asian, like mm-hmm. Pakistan, or, like, and then even putting in, like, you know, the Pacific Islanders. Like, how does that all involve? But then we also can't just be attacking each other, too, because that's also an issue is when other Asian groups attack each other. We have to see each other. We have to be a collective, but then at the same time, be our individual selves. But we do have to work on, I have noticed. Especially as an Asian American. Yeah, working together, all together as Asians. That, yes, we're all going to look different.
0: Yeah.
1: But we need to come together. And that's, you know, society has made us want to fight against each other as Asians. You know, whether it's our color or religion like it's honest truth it's the white you know supremacy of the United States of what it was founded on to be completely honest that you know makes Asians people like well I'm, I'm closest to that I can be white so then you know that creates that Asian fight but then also which leads to like the Asians being you know wanting people you know that leading to the model minority
0: yeah a model minority that's another thing this kind of reminds me of Wong Fu Productions how like the lead guy Phil he's always like why are Asians fighting against each other we should join together because like you know how much more powerful we would be because individually let's say just Vietnamese people or um Filipinos like it's just you know we're so much powerful when we join together and yeah and talking about the model minority I wish we could just cancel that like because yeah. <laughs> model minority i don't know because they they it's what it's basically like a stereotype right like all asians are rich are all asians are smart. or at least
1: following the rules They're yeah, very good asians rule followers. we're all submissive
0: and we're rule followers yeah we're all timid yes i mean yeah, yeah so like it it's like oh they don't worry they, they won't say anything about this they'll be okay with it when mm-hmm. like we can get know. away with it it's fine you know
1: yeah it's interesting though because the model model minority myth only goes works in the United States, I would say and or or North America, I would say because like maybe my, certain european countries maybe some also. certain but like I was talking to my like certain Filipino um like Filipino friends that are Americans, but they are like you know they're not um I don't know how to say this um I was talking to some Filipino Americans that, that like. They recently just came to America. Okay, so they're from the Philippines? So they're, I guess, yeah, from the Philippines, newly to America. They had no idea what the model minority was, and I had to explain it to them. And they're like, that's a thing. It is a thing here in the United States because the white man grabbed a group of people that they can use as an example. Well, if uh, Joanne can do it, why can't the other do it, you know? Well, why are you using, for example, Joanne as the... Model minority, the example. And Why then you all need to be at that level not realizing, well, maybe she had different resources. Did we look at the equity? Exactly. So then it makes other minorities be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, if I can't be at her level, then she must be like, she thinks she's better than me. She's this, this. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people think that about Asian Americans. Like, oh, they're they're smart. They're good at this. They're good at that, you know. Which they're, then... They're, They're almost at the same level as a white person. Hell, no, No, we we are not. not. We're so far from that. But of course, (laughs) they don't. That's what they see, which is you know, you you don't know what's in the inside, and which then leads to like, as minorities, we could be really powerful if we all All work together. together, But this whole minority myth, like, there's only so far you can go with it. It really, like, it it um tears us apart. It tears minorities apart. This model minority. For goodness' sake, the word minority is in model minority like that's already
0: like that's yeah that's so
1: problematic (laughs) they're a minority but they're the model minority but do you see like we're not even good enough to be like just the model
0: yeah like we can't
1: we're not even what we're, we're not we're still not the standard yeah we're not the majority they're the minority but they're the model minority it's like no, we're we're that, that that's the highest we can get is to model yeah. minority. If you think about it in that sense, the highest we can get is model minority, not to American standards. What is it called? Like with women, it's breaking the glass ceiling. With Asians, it's breaking the bamboo ceiling, and we're still trying to break the ceiling. And the bamboo is hard to break. So I <laughs> mean, come on. And I don't think people realize like we have our own struggles. And I think what's unfortunate with Asian Americans is even myself. I don't speak up for myself sometimes.
0: Yeah, same. I don't speak up for myself either.
1: Well, I'm very different. Yeah, People who know me, I'm (laughs) very very, loud and obnoxious. (laughs) And I guess I shouldn't say obnoxious. Sometimes I can be obnoxious. I can can admit that. But I do love standing up for myself, maybe because I love to talk a lot. But I'm also very stubborn. And that's why I get so upset when I see my friends be so submissive. like, knock your shit off. Get it together. But then... For example, she was talking about Wong Fu. I When I saw Wong Fu, I thought that was super cool. Um, I learned that, like, oh, Asian people are finding... Because I remember I went to this conference in Indianapolis, it was Encore, and there was um, a seminar, and it was taught by this director. I forgot his name, but he was talking about how Asian people, they're not... The reason, I guess, they weren't fighting... For their, their their space on the this you know on, on, what is it the silver screen Again. is because they had YouTube. Um, people were realizing like oh, I can find um, people that look like me doing funny things and being entertaining on YouTube. I don't have to watch regular TV. I'm finding myself, you know And that is a big thing that's like YouTube doing that. that's its own talk, but like that's really great for the Asian community. But there was I think it's this one thing about Wang Fu, I only watched certain ones. I mean, I watched majority of them, but there was, like, something like, mm. And the one that kind of turned me off was the, I think it was, like, the Yappy or something. It was, like, a young Asian professional. And how, like, his goal was to, like, I forgot what the show was about. It's been so many years. But it was, like, his goal is just to, you know, get that house, have the kids, technically just be an Asian version of, like, leave it leave it to beaver but like in modern society and i just remember i went and went the fuck
0: yeah
1: you're not gonna even try you do know like there's problems in the world i'm so happy that you want you deserve it if that's what you want like, you, you deserve live it
0: in your bubble living your bubble but did you watch the, the whole entire series yes okay. yes <laughs> uh, because
1: because that just i no. there was another one it was there's a different another. one it was just that they're making fun of the word like the word, um, so I kind of got turned off, and I'm gonna be honest, I kind of stopped watching Wong Fu. But then there, yes, the one that the one that you told me to watch is that's when I came back to Wong Fu. Okay. The one Joanne had me watch. It was wonderful. I think it had um oh what's his name? I love him. He's Filipino. He's that actor. He played like Jake Long. Oh Dante! Yeah, I love something. him. But yeah, he was in it. Is he from? Pulse I remember. Or jo- yeah, Joanne sent it to me, and I was like, "Oh, I am about this." I was like, "Wong Fu's turning it around for me." Not saying that they didn't have it in them. I just I wasn't seeing it, and me being like, being loud, and proud. I'm like, <laughs> "Where is this? We gotta be fighting. We gotta work with our, you know, with with you know, our brothers and sisters of different ethnicities." So when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, thank you, Joanne. Thank you for like showing me <laughs> that there's other Asians out there." that are fighting to get to know other people of different ethnicities, you know? It's so important.
0: Yeah. And I guess since we're on the topic of, like, entertainment and YouTube, like, I guess there's not enough Asian representation on, like, you know, on the big screens and stuff. And then the first time I saw... I forgot which episode of Star Wars uh, it was, but with, like, Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah, I'm just, like, I was watching, I thought she was going to be a small character, because that's how Asians usually are. They're very small characters. They're the supporting characters to add color around, like, the white cast. So, when I saw her, and she actually had more wine than one, and then she was, like, in, in it throughout the movie, I was like, wow, someone that looks like me, and she's such a badass, she's not, like, you know, I thought that she's was so cool, before. yeah, someone yeah. that looks like me on TV, and then imagine if there were, like, younger kids seeing that, you know, who... Are you know, young Asian kids seeing that, like, how what a difference it makes. Because growing up, I thought white was the default. White was the standard. Like, you watch Cinderella, you watch Beauty and the Beast, and then all yeah. these, like, other movies. And then um, even Lizzie McGuire. Not to hate on Lizzie McGuire. I love all these movies yeah. and yeah. The shows, of course. But, like, you a know, I thought that was watched. who I was supposed to look like and right. who I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: No, I do have to say credit with Star Wars because there's also a story... um. Their actor that is spanish and he has a spanish accent yeah. or mexican, oh mexican i think it's rogue accent. one yes and he had his father see it and his father was like or someone's father yeah yeah and i think it was his father and he was just like oh yeah it's nice to see someone that can act and it's okay not to have an american accent because that's also a thing too like accents asian accents mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. people diss it especially like our grandparents oh uh, i my pet peeve is when people even people that are asian they give themselves accents and i think that's like and i know you're making they're making there's they're making fun of the accent yeah it's different to like maybe acting or something like like a british accent but but people don't think accents are cute like asian accents are cute they're like oh i want a british accent or australian accent they're all western accents yeah what's what's wrong with an indian accent what's what's wrong with a filipino accent that can just be as beautiful i think we i think we put white on a pedestal um especially with this western culture and it makes me sad that like we think these things because media has embedded into us into Mm -hmm. our brains this what is the norm white is the norm i was in college we did this um the series at unlv libraries and it was like banned books and a conversation was had there And they said something about, like, when you read a book, what color pops into your head? Who do you picture as these people in your head? And I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) I picture white people in my head. Unless it is described that they are black, that they are Asian. I weirdly, my brain goes to a white person in my head, unless otherwise stated. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that just shows you how much media and our society has on our brains. So when it comes to, like, representation, representation extremely matters because it affected me, and I didn't even realize that. And I'm always like, no, no, I don't. Yeah, it's don't. a weird thing like that. Like, but when like, you read a book, how do you manage the characters? And when when that conversation was brought up and someone asked me that question, I said, shit, wow, did not expect that because you are right. There is this white, there's this whiteness that has, like, overcome a lot of us, not just... Yeah, even subconsciously that's that's something super subconscious no one would ever think oh when i read a book what type of do i automatically think the characters are white until other no otherwise told like oh this person is is vietnamese like no you uh, yeah sometimes you do assume that they're white i've actually been better with that ever since that happened um i have been better like, in my head, I'm just, like, I kind of make it fun. I'm, like, I'm going to make them this in my head because they haven't described them yet. Yeah. Especially, or the book's super ambiguous. Yeah. So, I'm, like, nope, they're going to be, in my head, they're going to be this actor.
0: It's kind of <laughs> reminds me of, like, Hermione. Because, you know, oh, like, yeah. how J.K. Rowling, when they casted, like, a mm-hmm. black woman to play Hermione in the Broadway oh, show. Oh, yeah, like, love it. Yeah, because she never really mm-hmm. described Hermione, Hermione in the book yeah. as a white girl, right? Just, like, curly big, hair, big curly big hair. hair. <laughs> Why can't she be black?
1: Yeah. You know? And I I also that's one thing I do like about certain like, Broadway shows is like, especially when because we're, we're talking about entertainment, um, the you can you can have actors be diverse like for example, mm-hmm. in the Cinderella with Brandy. Oh yes, my favorite musical ever. I would watch that on repeat on the VHS. I would rewind it until I think I broke the VHS. <laughs> um, I think I still have that VHS. Hopefully, um, but like, Brandy you know, a black woman. Then you had a Filipino prince. Uh, and they had Whoopi Goldberg. And then you had, like, the dad. And then the evil stepsisters were of different ethnicities. And then just amazing actors. And it was just a diverse cast. And it was something that I'm happy that I got to saw at a young age because I didn't think it that. I was like, oh, wow, it's an amazing cast that sings and dances. And she's so beautiful. And she's Cinderella. I want to be her. Mm-hmm. And I think if we had more of those type of Movies, every single year. I think it would be such a great thing for the younger generation, and even for myself as a young adult to see that, because that was how many years ago. It's sad that it hasn't happened again. again. I mean, slowly it's happening. Yes. I, I do want to give props to like you know a little bit of props to Hollywood, all of it, but a little bit <laughs> that that you know they're they're starting to show more. Remember what you said to to Mom Crystal. There was that Andy Mack. You're like, Mom, there's this Disney show with this Asian girl. And, like, there's drama. But, like, it's about her. Like, she's the main character. And she looks Asian. You're like, I really don't know much about this show. But there's, like, some twists and turns. And you're like, it's so good that these kids have it. You're like, all I had was... What did you say all I had was, was Mulan and and something McGuire. like in something else and then even Stevens
0: and no no stuff no like but all you
1: said for Asian for, for oh, representation yeah. you're like all I had was like oh, all, all we had was Brenda
0: Song Brenda Song yeah you're who's, like who's, pre- who's who just had a kid by the way I just oh. found out today <laughs> but anyway besides the yeah, oh, that's okay. besides yeah so that's besides side note discussion for a later day yeah
1: um, but yeah like I remember you said something like all we had was like this this oh you said that's what you said oh. you said all, I ha- all we had was like Mulan and like Windy Woo like you made a joke like that and then mom said like seriously well, I didn't really have anything. <laughs> so at least you got something. Yeah. But mom did it like in a jokeful way. But like yeah. that's the thing. Like, it has I mean it's not the best but it is coming. But we yeah. gotta we gotta push more The fact that our parents had barely anything. Yeah, like at I'm, least
0: we had something. Yeah, like when Crazy Rich Asians came out, I think the movie before that that my mom remembers is Joy Luck Club. Yeah. In mm-hmm. the nineteen nineties. Same with
1: my mom. My mom loved the Joy Luck yeah, Club. Yeah, my mom talks she about watched it all it. the time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's sad it like it took twenty something years. For another Asian, like, film. Ad- I to get into the big screen. Into the, mm. into the big screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, and then I think I was watching an interview, and someone said, like, wow, 20-something years, that's a whole person that grew up not having anything of Asian representation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it also just shows, too, um, so it shows how close-minded the, the United States is. For example, I was watching um, on Netflix. It's really cute. It's called um, oh, what's it called? Uh, Warrior Nun, and there's an there's an A- Asian girl. She's in it. Like it's really cute. You know, young girls, our nuns kicking butt. It's really awesome, and they have like pretty good diversity. And I'm just like my mentality was like, oh, these are American people, and then I Google it. The only one there's only one American. The rest of them are all European. It's just you forget that other countries speak different languages, more than one language. And you're like, "ow. Oh. And so for that leads me to like my mentality of like the world is bigger than just America. other people speak different languages, which then leads me to like when my mom first came to the to America, you know, being in the Philippines, like, kind of like, as you were saying, Joanne, like, San Francisco, all of them are Asian. Yeah. So, my mom comes to America, and she's just like, where are they? How old was your mom? Um, I believe she was eight, seven oh, or eight. She was super young. Same, as, same with my mom. Yeah, and I just, I remember, she tell, likes to tell this story about the first time she saw this, her neighbor. She, I believe she had blue eyes and red hair. Mom's never seen anything. She was kind of scared that of her. Seemed, yeah, that is you really know? my mom said... My doll is right there. It was a doll. Yeah, my mom was like, this, this doll. doll. It's a, but do you yeah. see how sad that is? That yeah. her dolls in the Philippines looked like her neighbor. Which was a really nice neighbor. The girl was really nice. Yeah. But my mom was like, my doll is a real person now. Yeah. But do you see, like, why couldn't her doll look like hers? Exactly, yeah. Especially, you know, I mean, Barbie's doing better, but... But still, like, even around the world, how much white is... Im- how much yeah. white influences western culture influences are around the world even in a small village in the philippines yeah it's or yeah it's just it's crazy to just see how strong this white influences yeah and how much like how much are we gonna take it and i think I like think that's we, need say, we need to say we now.
0: gotta stop it <laughs> like yeah not
1: saying like we can't we still should embrace everybody but like hey it's okay that i show up to the party yeah how will
0: i embrace myself
1: (laughs) like i want to come
0: because there's just so many asian american
1: stories that need to be shared that we don't know about especially in history they're only like paragraphs five sentences in a textbook and I love history, and I read that dumb textbook, and Crystal <laughs> didn't in U.S. history. We're barely in there. A lot of minorities are barely in there. Yeah. Even, like, like the Latino section was so short, the Asian section. And, and then, those are the only sections I cared about, too. Like oh my. That's why I didn't do well in that class. Because <laughs> it was all about white people, and I was like, I don't give a care. <laughs> and then when it came to, like, minorities and colored people and, like, just people of color in general, those were the stuff in the U.S. history textbook that I was like... My eyes were open. I leaned forward in class. I listened to the teacher. Yeah, like, when it came to, like, George Washington, I'm like, I'm bored, you know? You know, not saying it's not interesting. Like, Hamilton's pretty awesome. Yeah, Hamilton's awesome. But, like, (laughs) like, our U.S. (laughs) history, my U.S. history teacher in high school. He's a good storyteller. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to Mr. Aberman. I thought he was really great. And, I mean, yeah, he was a white man who went to Green Valley High School in Henderson, Nevada. But, like, He did his best. Like, he knew it wasn't in the textbook, so he would show us videos. He's like, I can't show you, Mm -hmm. you know, the black story, you know, of being a black American, about being an African American. Let me show you. Like, he, like, showed us videos of, like, the slave trade. And I thought that was awesome. Like, this white guy doing his best Mm -hmm. with what he has as resources to, like, show. At Coronado, the higher you got up in the class, to be completely honest. (laughs) The whiter the, the kids got. Nope. No, nope. the what? less kids were in the class, oh. and you'd see more and more minorities in the classes. Which classes? My AP government class. I only had like eight oh, kids. In my cl- I, I mean, there was the there MP was class. white people, but to be honest, all of us were all minorities. I see there was only like two white people in that class. The rest of us were all minorities. Oh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it was different for me then, okay. Yeah, yeah because, well, maybe in my history classes. I took, I took more. Yeah, I never really took, took AP. AP yeah. I took a lot of AP history classes. Yeah. But I just, I saw less I saw less white kids the higher up in my AP classes at Coronado High School in Henderson, Nevada. In my opinion, that's, this is my experience. That's yeah. what I saw. I was like, what happened to all the white kids? <laughs> I was like, I'm like, they're smart. Where'd here. they go? I was like, <laughs> yeah. So yet? I just thought that was weird. I was like, maybe we're willing because we know we don't have that privilege Cause I'm gonna be honest, not all, not all, but there are some kids that I know today that they didn't go to college and they're taking over their parents' business. So I'm uh, like, you didn't <laughs> have to. Not saying that they're a bad person, yeah, but not, they got the privilege. But... You know, they got the but they got the it's privilege. Born privilege, yeah, yeah. yeah born which born is, is awesome. Good for you. Awesome yeah. with the nepotism. Good, but do you? So my opinion is, well, the minorities knew maybe from their parents like you got to work your way up because you don't have that privilege.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then I love how you guys were talking about like your mom, you know, coming here for the first time, and then I'm kind of glad that our parents tell us these stories because we don't really get to learn it in school. Like my parents, their journey here was not easy as at all, and I didn't even learn it until like maybe when I was older, like in elementary school, I knew nothing about you know them coming to America. So it it would basically happen like after the Vietnam War, and then you know Jimmy Carter signed that (laughs) proclamation and allowing all the Vietnamese people to come but it was not easy because they had to get on these boats and these boats are crazy and crowded and then people get sick and then there are pirates you know raiding the boats for gold you know raping women young women young pretty women and all of that like that all that craziness that happened and my dad he was by himself you know going through this boat journey and my mom at least had her family. But then um, when they did arrive in the U.S., my, I remember my mom telling me, like, the teachers don't, um, can't pronounce their names mm, because they're okay. in Vietnamese, so they basically gave them a list of English names to choose from. <sighs>
1: Messed up right there. Yeah, so,
0: like, if you're thinking about that in, like, that position, it was like, oh, man, like, I, I have to, like, you're conform. Loos- <laughs> you're losing
1: a part of your identity. A, a name list- is so important. yeah. And you're losing that. That pisses me off. I remember I just remember right now in elementary school we read a book about this. I think she was Chinese. Oh, and she chose Jackie Robinson or as her name. That book was beautiful. Oh. But then thinking about it like like yes it was a beautiful book about this girl, she chose her American name as Jackie Robinson, you know. But it's like what was wrong with your name in the first place? Right? Like yeah. your name was beautiful just so the way it is. What
0: names did your parents choose? Well, my mom, she chose um, Sandy. Sandy. So that's the name she still goes by now. And my dad, like, he he was really young when he was, like, on the boat. He was only eight years old and he was by himself. Okay. But then, like, he met, like, a pastor or something on the island of Palau Budong in Malaysia. Because that's oh. where a lot of, like, refugee. that's where the refugee camp was. And then, like, I guess he met this pastor named Rex who helped him out a lot. And oh, he, like, he was American but knew Vietnamese as well. Oh, okay. So when he came here, my dad was just like, okay, my name is Rex.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. What's well, a nice story that your dad has? Yeah. And then your, your mom just chose from a list.
0: Yeah, that's what I was told. I could ask her again to, yeah. like, fact <laughs> check. Yeah. But back-check, that's what yeah. I remember. Insert
1: Ryder's video here. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, my little cousin, Ryder, he made, like, a story of, um, my family's immigration story here on my mom's side so if i could find it i'll put it in the show notes and share it with you guys yeah. if you're interested it's very
1: cute yeah it's really
0: cute <laughs> we
1: had a text message chain
0: going on about it it looked more like a discussion board <laughs> like all oh, at this far where they did this oh, that'll, that'll be a perfect <laughs> history video of the younger the- generation. i think so too
1: yeah but see stories like that that would make a bomb movie
0: Yeah, and I don't think a lot
1: of people know, like, the whole Vietnamese process to get to America, while each individual Asian community has their own stories on how they got to the United States, Yeah, and I think that's even, or even, like, Asian Americans living in the United States, like, Japanese Americans that were, like, fine, and then they were put into internment camps just because they were Japanese. Oh. That is some amazing stories to be shared. They're Japanese-Americans. They lived, were born and raised in America. They have no idea what it is like to be a Japanese person. And they were treated like shit because of the way they look. No one talks about that. Mm-hmm. And what sucks is that there are still... Pe- I think there are people that were in this... Imp- like, like was it George Takei? T- 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 Takei. He, he did a Broadway called Allegiant, and it's about that. Um, but it's, it's frustrating to see that there are people that live through this, and there are some people there today, but they don't talk about it because they're like... It was in the past, and it was a a bump in the road. But we will not talk about it. No, we need to talk about it. We when- need to discuss our history. It's important to share these stories. Like this happened to this community, this Japanese community. Come on, share their stories. Like this is some real live like shit that happened well, to them in and my it, opinion that kind of leads to like the asians being the model minority yeah. be quiet you know what? yeah they treated and, us bad but maybe, maybe 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 if we if we show them like like we're not bad like a little kid that's to be it's like an abusive no, child actually, like yeah. abused child oh my goodness and and this this horrible abusive relationship with america <laughs> yeah it's like like the parent is yeah. america and then the asians are like the abused child and we're like you know what Maybe if we behave better, they'll stop hitting us. They'll let us, you know, sit at the table. They won't hide us in the closet. Maybe they won't put us in these camps anymore.
0: But obviously, no, because of what happened in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah.
1: Evidently not. Yeah. You know, people are still sexualizing Asian women. Oh, yeah, all the you time.
0: Know?
1: I mean, even, oh, I forgot the first, um, I feel so bad. Um, she's like the first, one of the first Asian um, actors. I believe she was Chinese. I could be wrong. No, I believe she is Chinese. Um, She was the first, I think she's is from, like, San Francisco area. I could be wrong.
0: Jamie Chung. My aunt went to high school with Jamie Chung. Oh, that's cool.
1: (laughs) No, Crystal Google that for me. who went to high school?
0: Jamie Chung. Her aunt. Oh, your aunt did? That is super cool. Yeah, I mean, my aunt was older. Jamie Chung was, like, ten years
1: younger. I forgot her (laughs) name, but no, it was, like, in the 1920s. Like, it was silent film still. Yes, that's her. What's her name? Anna Mae Wong. Anna Mae Wong. She's super cool. American. L.A. Native. There you go. L.A., my bad. L.A. Thank you for Googling that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's awesome. And she talked about how... She She struggled to find dynamic roles that didn't typecast her. Yep. Mm -hmm. And um, she would play the villain. Because not only do they sexualize women... Um, In Asian communities, they also like to make Asians in general because there was, I believe, he was Japanese, and that was like one of the main Asian men, and they would villainize them, and so, and then that led to American people seeing that on the screen, taking that out and hurting, burning down Chinatowns and in like in in California, like beating people up, like it leads to that. It's like people don't also realize that like media and also the news, like what you see that in. Like, we're being beaten down, too. We're just, I feel like as Asians, we're just quieter about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so We take it. We take the hits. Yeah, we go. We take the hits. We, we, we don't, don't fight back. Yeah. And we need to start fighting back. Because it's not okay for us to be quiet and just to take the We hits. need to stand up for ourselves. We need to yeah. be stronger. We need to get a better backbone. I'm not saying all of us, but definitely for me, I do need a stronger backbone sometimes.
0: Yeah. You know? So, that kind of leads into, like, what our own experiences with racism if oh. we experienced any, oh, gosh. I'm sure we have. I'm but sure like, it's have. really like you know. Like, I mean, we live in Vegas, Las Vegas, so I mean, it's
1: like. I'm gonna be completely honest. Um, I do. I mean, this is probably not a good thing, but I also I do my best to avoid situations where I know I'll be judged. Like, I can kind of already see the person. I'm like, you know what? I'm not not doing this today. <laughs> not doing this today. Um, I went to Reno, and I believe it was the first time i went to reno um, i don't know if i've been there when i was younger but as um in college we went to reno mm-hmm. and a person definitely i guess he they, afterwards they what they said to me like it was something like oh you're gonna be jumped or something like that and um i was just like what and then like they just made an excuse and i was like i'm joking and i'm like no it's not and i'm just like mm, this is why i stay away from places that majority of people are white <laughs> it's like i mean I don't know. I have that fear, you know, like, yeah. I mean, there are some towns that are super racist. Not saying that Reno is, it just,
0: you kind of stand out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, especially like I couldn't even fathom be going down to the South or something like that scares me. I mean, maybe we'd get a little by because, you know, being Asian, but like, I can't even fathom being like, you know, a black person going down South, especially in one of those sundown towns. So yeah. me, like I, I couldn't even handle being in Reno. Like yeah. that freaked me out.
0: Yeah, and I feel like when a lot of people are specifically like talking to us, they don't know that they're being what they're saying is kind of like racist. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I know at work, um, this was, was like a while ago, like, and then like she's like, Oh, I don't like doing hot pots because people are, um, or what's that's called? potluck look, potlucks, potlucks. Yeah, I don't okay. like doing potlucks because people always be bringing weird, smelly things. And then, like, what she was describing sounded Asian. And then, you know, I was just there, like, "Mm -hmm." so they they don't realize what they're saying. And I think one of my first memories, too, like, um, in sixth grade, I remember there was, like, some Asian girl. And then the guy next to me, who was obviously, like, you know, a white kid, and then he was just like, oh, my gosh, she's just a fat Asian chick or something like that. And then I was like, is that how they spew all the Asians? Is that how they view me? So then I kind of, like, got... Like, you know, self-conscious. And then even, like, in my dating experiences, like, I've had a guy tell me, like, oh, you have a big butt for an Asian. And I were, like, you know, oh, kind gosh. of, like, saying stuff like that, that kind what of, like, that degrades, mean? it makes me feel like, oh, you you, you don't see me for me. Yeah. You see me for, like... Are you a fetish? Yeah, Ew. exactly. <laughs> Go away. I know, it's gross.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that happened to you, Joanne. Oh, you never all, told me this. It's yeah. all so good. <laughs> Where does he live? Let's beat Where him up. Is? Who, Who is this guy? Break his house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, there was not a second date. <laughs> like, it oh, ended dude.
1: there. <laughs> you no, know, I just feel like, too, like, maybe fortunately, you know, I mean, that is a privilege, being an Asian American, and yes, that is a privilege that we need to break, but being a model minority has let us, we have to acknowledge, let us get away with things but also maybe the racism, racism as joanne was saying is not you know it's not just blinkingly there it's they're microaggressions yeah they're
0: microaggressions Definitely. they're super microaggressions
1: it's really hard they're, they're, oh them. i'm not racist but then you say a comment of like oh i can't stand stinky food like that and and you're not, like that's that's, that's all asian food girl like yeah want to be, be a little open-minded i know i've gotten a lot of microaggressions like it just oh I didn't realize you, you, you're so opinionated and, and um, um, you know, you can voice. I'm like, stop right there. I know where this is going to lead to. You thought I was a small little Asian girl and I was going to talk. Like, please stop right there. Yeah. Like, it's just like little microaggressions. Like, people don't realize that's, that's racism. Right. Yeah. You know, microaggressions are racism. They're yeah. subconscious. Right. Because I think for us, like, we have some things going on for us. First off, we're petite girls. You know, we're short, and we're not white. And I think that's a lot of barriers that we have to First off, we're females. (laughs) We're women
0: in society. Females are already expected to be quiet and submissive. And then add Asian,
1: and then also add our height. And we're small, and we're petite. And I think we have a lot of things, you know, going against us. And we have to be, you know, we have to put ourselves out there. We have to be a little bit more boisterous, Especially being in, like, you know, our lives. And it's hard sometimes. And, you know, my, I'm very grateful that I have a mom that's always like, stand up for yourself. Get it together. You know better. I didn't raise you like this. But sometimes it's hard. It's a lot to, to think about. And I'm like, with Kirsten, like, well, why should I go to this city if I know they're racist? Like, there's no point. I'm going to stay in big cities that I know that are that have diversity. Like, New York. You know. Vegas. I'm just, it's not worth the headache. LA. But then like, I'm going to stay in cities that you know yeah it's not worth the headache sometimes but i do like commend those people who are able to fight and bear it i mean i mean sometimes like you know what it's good you know go there show your face you even walking around is doing something it's making them feel uncomfortable and that's good i'm okay with that but like you know i have to go like i want to be safe but i don't know that's just a fear i do have that big fear i i can be completely honest i do have a fear sometimes of, of white males
0: Oh, yeah. And it kind of reminds me of, like, do you know how there's, like, some girls in high school who kind of conform, like, mm-hmm. Asian girls who conform yeah. to look like the white girls. They hang out mm-hmm. with, like, the white and crowd. And they just become, on, and become <laughs> exactly <laughs> like them. Dye their
1: hair blonde.
0: Yeah, And then exactly. you're like, oh, you're... <laughs> I thought you were a Yeah, I think because, like, there's something within them who felt like they mm-hmm. needed to look like them. Yeah. Yeah, I could think of one person specifically. I think you guys know who I'm talking Probably. about. Yeah. <laughs> like, but you it's unfortunate one, that she feels like that. Yeah, at one point you guys told me I think she hates being Asian. I think it, she yeah. hates it because people were bullying her. Yeah. And it's yeah. sad that...
1: Especially if you don't have those sad. Western ideal physical traits.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: people... You, got, you gotta stop with the beauty. Like... Beauty is look. It comes in every shape, size, form, you, et cetera. So we shouldn't be like having this standard. It's so disgusting. What is the standard of beauty? You know, there is no standard of beauty. I think our unique, being unique and our differences is what makes us beautiful. And um, did I just quote a One Direction song? I don't know. I just, <laughs> 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 That's going to be. I'm so funny. No, I'm not. Well, hey, no, side I, note isn't Zayn is it Zayn Malik? Yeah. He's half Asian because he's Pakistani. <laughs> yeah. I hey, mean, hey, Asian and Asian representation Asian. in one direction. So, Just realized that, that right we're, now. We're taking any, any yeah, time. anything we can get. Anything we can get at this <laughs> point. We'll take Zayn from one direction. <laughs> but then so oh yeah, my mom was watching this like YouTube video and it like it was showing like Asian Americans in United States history. And we've actually done a lot. Like, not just Filipino-Americans, Vietnamese-Americans. Like, other types of Asian-Americans have done so much for our U.S., for the United States. And they're not recognized. Oh, the biggest one? Um, the, was it the Transcontinental Railroad? The Irish built it from the East Coast. The Chinese built it from the West Coast. And that picture is always in every textbook. But there is zero Chinese people in that photograph Mm -hmm. they built half that railroad hence why there was that derogatory term chink because it's the sound of nails going into a railroad so where do you think they got the word chink from from chinese Chinese, railroad workers but where are they in the history books you completely left a whole group of people that made 50 percent of this railroad out of history that
0: horrible part (laughs) yeah the chink part
1: yeah it's like where do you think that came from Chinese, a built Chinese yeah. Americans built a railroad. Shake is an extremely offensive and derogatory word that should be stopped. Stop saying it. It's not cool. No. Yeah. Yeah. And do you see, like, we wouldn't have a railroad without a, this group of Chinese people. Yeah. But um, you know, would just screw them over, stab them in the back. Yeah. Throw them away. And I think with Kirsten and I, we've had we had we have very strong Filipino maternal grandparents that are like Filipino empowerment filipino this like they started this um this organization called the Ilocano american association here in nevada, oh, nevada. um of oh, nevada so cool. it's called ian and it's a bunch of Filipinos. So, again like the philippines it's a very diverse city country so um, there are different there are different dialects dialects, dialects. so different cities. types of people i guess back then it'd be like the different tribes the indigenous people so our people are Ilocano. Ilocanos. and they started this organization here in las vegas because they wanted to find other Ilocanos out there. And I asked like, my it I asked Ilocanos my grandpa. Too. I said my grandpa was also. A, he's a very stubborn man, but he is the best person to talk to. It's good, but it's because he's so stubborn that he gets his way and he fights for things. Like he, you know, had a, a situation with CCSD. They weren't paying him because he was Asian. He fought for it. I'm I I'll probably get more information from him, but yeah, he won a lawsuit with CCSD because of him being Asian, um, and he won. Thank goodness. Oh. And he put his lot of years in CCSD. I believe he worked with the And he the wasn't being paid? I forgot what it was. It was about pay oh. or about hiring or something. About pay or either hiring. And yeah, he won the lawsuit. Um, he stood up for what he believed in. And But because of him, I asked him, I said, so since he's so strong-willed, he's like, I need to create this organization with some of his other friends that he made friends. And I said, why did you do it? Why? Like, were you bored or something? He goes, I did it. So my kids could have other kids to play with in a safe area.
0: Aww. Yeah. That's so sweet.
1: Yeah. yeah. And our grandparents, like, we've, we did so many, like, cultural affairs, so many, like, culture fashion shows. And our grandparents are just, like, they're, like, they're, like, you see my, if you ever meet our grandparents, our mama and papa Dumo, they are, like, the number one advocates of the Ilocanos, of the Philippines... Of Asian Americans. They will, like, they, they wear it on their, like, on their shirts. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how much they love being Filipino. And they really raised Kirsten and I to be like, oh, yeah, like, I think... I've known I've been Filipino since I was born. Like, it was ingrained in me to, that I was Filipino and Mexican since I was born. You yeah, know, especially Filipino. And having these Filipino grandparents that, like, stood for what they believed in, they fought for what they wanted... I remember doing, like, a protest with our grandparents, like, at five years old. We were, like, holding us I don't even know what the signs were. Yeah, said. they took us to a protest or something. <laughs> yeah. Or they took us to a rally. Or a rally. I think it was a rally, not a protest. Yeah. I don't know. Probably I don't both. Think, I, just remember, <laughs> I just remember holding a picket sign or some type of sign, like, at four or five years old. Yeah. Cause, and, they were, and they're were and they extremely into politics, too. You know, they worked with a lot with the Democratic Party, and they still do till this day. And we have a lot of... Filipino Americans that are in Las Vegas that um that they welcome Kirsten and I, they like they're literally like family friends and they like took Kirsten and I in from a young age and they showed us this whole political realm and you know at one point Kirsten and I thought we were going to get into politics but uh, we were like eh. that's hard and it's it's, hard. it's kind of toxic and some you really have to have a good backbone for that and these, stuff yeah. and especially these, being in college like it's yeah. that's I don't know if I have the stomach for it, to be completely honest. But good for them. Good for anyone that can fight for us. I mean, I'm there. I'll sign the petitions. You know, if you need I'll help, it. I'll be there. But I don't know if I can be the the leader. I mean, maybe if you ask me to, then like you drop out. Like, okay, I'm stuck there. But, like, but yeah. But know, just I don't know. being with these people, like growing up and attending these Filipino events and meeting these Filipino politicians, and then you know they worked with the White House. They're like, it was like I think one of our aunts, um, she, or our titas, she was like the white house commissioner uh, it, uh tita rosita lee. lee yeah she was like the white house commissioner and then there's tita gloria and then it's just these amazing women that like i'm like oh my gosh it's like you're fighting for asian americans you're doing mm-hmm. this you know you're you're traveling the world you're you you want our voices heard you're working with immigrants you're working with the youth you're working with not just asian americans but other minorities within our community It was just amazing to see that. And I think the fact that Kirsten and I grew up with something like that, I think it's what got us into our whole social
0: justice. Yeah. And that's what I love about you too. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) like doing social justice (laughs) since we were little.
1: (laughs) So if you've noticed I've been on my phone. I've been trying to find out what act it was. There was some type of act that let um, nurses um from i believe asian countries or filipino countries i'm not too sure I, i've been googling i can't find it i read it somewhere i have it in a book at my house but yeah. i don't have the book with me but um it let filipino nurses come to america and that's how our grandmother got here because you have to always remember too the philippines was a u.s territory but was it Oh, don't quote me on this either. Was it like some kind of martial law or something happened, and then they they took I'm the land? At history. Okay, know. sorry. I I don't know why I'm <laughs> looking at Crystal. Don't look at me either. Okay. <laughs> so there was something that happened, and then obviously the Philippines became their own country, you know, and then um, you know the U. S. broke off because I believe it was the Philippine Spanish War, and that's how the U. S. got in there, made it a territory, but the Philippines fought back and was like no. Sounds good to me. No, and they said, (laughs) and they became their own country because, you know, they kicked the... But that's why there's so many, like, where I was like, how did Filipinos become in the Navy? You know, because it was a U.S. territory. People don't realize that the Philippines was a U.S. territory. We could have been like Hawaii. We could have been like American and Samoa. Like, we could have been like that, the Philippines. But I know they passed an act, and they let a bunch of nurses come. And I believe, like, the first... And, of course, my grandma is all about... Um, my grandparents were pretty, their wealth, my great-grandparents on my grandmother's side, the Picardals they are very wealthy. They still are in land. They have a lot of land. They're, they're farmers. So, um, all the wealth's in the land. But my grandma, she, she wanted to come and be in the city. She wanted a future. She wanted to be a nurse. So, you know, she found it out, got her ticket, went to the Philippines and was like, I'm going to bring my family here. To t- America. To Yeah, to, from, to sorry, well, from for, Philippines no, to she, America. She decided at a young age, like, this I love this provi- being a provincial girl, but I'm gonna go to college. I'm gonna become a nurse. I'm gonna do something good for my family. I'm gonna get married. I had kids. Oh, you know I love being a nurse, and she was able to come to America, and she traveled around the world as a, you know, as a woman that had to leave her family. Not around the world, around the U.S. Around the U.S. My bad. Um, but as a woman, like I'm amazed at my grandma. She, you know, it was a lo- It was a lot of like. Sacrifice. Uh, sacrifice. Yeah. She left her four kids in the in the Philippines and her husband to make a better life for her family. She had to leave being a mom and I'm sure that hurts as a mom. Yeah. I mean she had to leave her husband. Yeah. She had to leave her family. But she came to America and lived here by herself as a as an immigrant woman, understanding the American lifestyle. Back in like what, the seventies? Yeah, the American dream as a Filipino woman trying to make it in this country not realizing this country has all its problems you just as immigrants especially asian immigrants, we see this painted picture yeah like oh this is the american dream and then you get there and then you realize there's all these rules and you know rules of societal rules that you have to follow like my grandma when she went to she went to detroit um she was a nurse there for a while one snow what is snow she knows of snow but like you don't really know snow until you you've a been to island. snow right a tropical island and then also i believe she went like went to texas and yeah she faced racism there because i'm not listening to this doctor horrible horrible words that they're calling my grandma yeah. nurse and They're colleagues too that's... yeah like they call her these things and i know my grandma worked her way up to a case manager and some doctors didn't take her seriously but I think my mom says that's kind of where I get it from, like, my stubbornness, too, is I have... On both sides, I both have very stubborn grandmothers. If you've met both of my grandmothers on both sides, they're very talkative, just like me, and they're very stubborn. But I think stubborn in a good way, because it's okay to be stubborn, especially if you're a minority. I think, like, it gives you that extra push that you need to survive in this country. And my grandma had that, and it sucked. And, you know, especially in the medical field. Like, that's... There's its own stereotypes in medicine, too, but... She yeah. did it, and like, okay, how do we compete with that? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. That's why I give so much gratitude to our families that, you know, they sacrifice so much to ha- let their children and their children's children have a better life here. And the fact that, you know, with the Asian hate crimes happening, it must be so disheartening. Oh like, you've worked so hard to get here to live a better life, and all of a sudden you're facing this like hate for absolutely no reason no real reason anyways mm-hmm. and yeah it just makes Ugh. me except just for being
1: alive and being asian that's why i'm getting hit or that's why i like to be honest hit. when i first saw it on the news i mean i thought that was horrible i still think that's horrible it made my stomach sick it made me super sick but the thing is it made me so worried because all i could think about was my great my, yeah. my grandparents yeah uh my grandparents friends some of my old my great grand aunt that lives with us especially here in america And then I'm just thinking, like, you know, trying to be positive. Like, you know what? That's happening, you know, because there's a lot of Asians there. It won't won't happen here. Like, hopefully hopefully Vegas is okay. Like, you know, and then, like, because it's on the news, but it's not on the news. And then it starts showing on the news. And especially with with, what happened in um, Atlanta. Atlanta. I was like, oh, crap. Because what scares me about the news is I think the news is important. But then I get scared about copycats, about people that aren't right in the mind sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know or like oh well, then let's all do this over here like it really worries me and of course for me like like hopefully it doesn't happen in our city like hopefully hopefully we'll be okay yeah. not saying that it doesn't happen but like hopefully like nothing big like what we've seen happens here you know yeah. um but so i'll tell a story like i took my great and she's been having some pain so i took her to her last chiropractor appointment um and then she's like okay let's go to let's go to sprouts i'm like okay Go to Sprouts. And I was going to get out of the car. She goes, you know what? You stay in the car. I'll be in and out real quick. I'm just going to get some avocados and tomatoes. I said, okay. Um, I was playing on my phone. Sitting in the car. I told her where I was going to park. I said, I'm going to park here. Um, I didn't park where I said I was going to park because I found out it's like, it's for like those electrical cars, like tiny cars. But I parked um, two cars down from it. So like you could still see it. I made sure the nose, like I was facing forward so she could see me. Um, I'm playing on my phone. I fell asleep. Playing. I just I just fell asleep I didn't make myself fall asleep I just fell asleep like my phone was still in my hand and I didn't realize that my phone was off and I was so angry and I realized she called and she was waiting for almost like 10 to 15 minutes she was sitting outside I pulled the car up I was so upset and I was like upset and she can kind of tell I was upset but she and I'm just like why am I so upset and then the one that should be upset is the one that was waiting for 15 minutes right why am I upset and then she's like Kirsten it's okay she's thinking that she's thinking that i'm upset because like she thinks she's upset she's like i'm not upset because she kept on saying that like i'm not upset it's okay it's okay And i'm just like i'm not like i couldn't figure out why i had that anger until yeah. i got home and then i went oh because i thought something bad was gonna happen to her and i didn't have my phone on oh like i thought like i screwed up someone hurt her yeah. and i realized i subconsciously those that asian hate crime especially the elderly people I internalized
0: it, and yeah. I
1: freaked out because I'm like, why am I so angry? She's the one that should be angry. She's the one that waited for 15 minutes. I'm the one that was sleeping in the car. I was enjoying my, myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was upset because I was like, if she got hit, it's my fault. If someone, some person walked by. Like, she's yeah. already having back and foot problems. Like, yeah. we just got back from a chiropractor. thing, like, she'll fall over. and like, it's my fault she got hurt. Yeah. And I said that to my mom, and mom's like, yeah, that's why you're angry. You're angry at yourself.
0: Yeah. So to me
1: like that really pissed me off i was like like leave the old asian people alone it's not that hard yeah thank you for sharing Kirsten. you're welcome <laughs> oh my gosh yeah.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah yeah it definitely gets me worried like about my parents and you know my grandma living in san francisco yeah. and because like i know that knew there were crimes in oakland too in the bay area yeah. so yeah how have you felt about this whole asian hate crime well definitely of course like feeling like uneasy just because like our whole history here is just basically you know trying to conform trying to fit in and then all of a sudden you know this just wave happening and then um you do get worried like you know because Um, of family members and then my mom works at a salon those Mm -hmm. Asian ladies work at a salon like what's going to happen there you know someone could just walk in at any time and just because they had a bad day like quote-unquote bad day Mm -hmm. so like you know when I have a bad day I take a nap (laughs) yeah I don't go shoot up people yeah have a glass of wine come on (laughs) so that's why I'm just like that's why I asked you guys to do this episode just to like share our stories because i feel like like we were talking earlier not many of our stories get to be shared and a lot of our feelings don't get to be heard and then i want to give a space where we could talk about it so i appreciate you guys a lot (laughs) we appreciate you
1: joanne yeah we appreciate you too just it just makes me sad that this is happening in our society Mm -hmm. i mean to be honest like it sucks but And, like, of course, I wish, like, none of those bad things have happened. But in a weird way, it's also, like, a good thing. Because I think it's brought, you know, our Asian brothers and sisters to, like... And also, like, even a little bit of the Middle Eastern, too. And and the the Pacific Islanders to come forward and be, like... This is what it feels like to kind of, like, be... To be attacked. To understand what our other brothers and sisters of different cities are going to. But also, like, hey, maybe we should shout i'm tired of being quiet and sitting in the back i'm gonna stand up front and you know i know there's these documentaries on um, pbs that are showing about and i think it's important for people to see like as we were talking about the asians like we did help make this country also mm-hmm. um and so i mean it sucks that this had to happen for asian history especially to be brought to light but i think you know you know out of every you know sad thing there's always like a light at the end of the tunnel so hopefully that this light can keep going and we can keep fighting and we can become a collective and and really work together as all asians and all all minorities you know and then eventually all ethnicities you know i think that's like super duper important
0: yeah i think that's like the perfect end to this episode that was beautiful yeah thank you guys again for sharing and thank you guys for listening if you have any of your own stories to share you know i'm always here and thank you you too well, so thank much. you for having us yeah
1: and thanks for listening to us yes
0: <laughs>
1: thank you for wanting us to talk on here yes
0: <laughs> okay thank you guys talk to you guys next week bye bye, bye.